This is the Adams Road Program. Adams Road is a Christian music ministry dedicated to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Today's program features Adams Road songs, Adams Road piano instrumental music, as well as music in the spoken word, offered to God as an aroma of Christ to help spread the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 4.13, Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. Today's reading comes from the book of Romans, chapter 2. Therefore you are without excuse, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. We know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. Do you think this, O man who judges those who practice such things and do the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and patience, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But according to your hardness and unrepentant heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath, revelation, and of the righteous judgment of God, who will pay back to everyone according to their works. To those who by perseverance and well-doing seek for glory, honor, and incorruptibility, eternal life. But to those who are self-seeking, who don't obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, will be wrath, indignation, oppression, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace to every man who does good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. For as many as have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it isn't the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when the Gentiles who don't have the law do by nature the things of the law, these not having the law are a law to themselves, in that they show the work of the law written on their hearts, their conscience testifying with them, and their thoughts among themselves accusing or even excusing them in the day when God will judge the secrets of men according to my good news by Jesus Christ. Indeed, you bear the name of a Jew, rest on the law and glory in God, know his will and approve the things that are excellent, being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of babies, having in the law the form of knowledge and of the truth. You therefore who teach another, don't you teach yourself. You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? You who say a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who glory in the law, do you dishonor God by disobeying the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Just as it is written, for circumcision indeed profits if you are a doer of the law. But if you are a transgressor of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. If therefore the uncircumcised keep the ordinances of the law, won't his uncircumcision be accounted as circumcision? Won't the uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfills the law, judge you, 
who with the letter and circumcision are a transgressor of the law. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. So the religionist or the moralist might look at what Paul is saying in chapter 1 of Romans and think, yeah, right on, Paul. Those people who have rejected God and embraced idolatry and live in the passions of their flesh and do all these wicked, deceitful, horribly evil things, they're going to receive the judgment of God. But me, I'm a, I'm a righteous person. I'm a religious person. I'm a moralist. I, I do good things. I, I do unto others as I would want them to do unto me. I'm a pretty good person. If I died today, I would be saved. But the Holy Spirit here in Romans chapter 2 has something to say to the self-righteous person as well. You're no better than the person in Romans chapter 1 because you do the very same things that you judge others of doing. What does Paul say? For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. It makes me think of um, the story of Jonah. Jonah turned away from God's call in his life to go to Nineveh to preach to those people this message of hope and salvation that if they repented, if they turned from their ways and trusted in the God of Israel, that they would be spared the impending doom, the destruction that was coming. And Jonah didn't like those people because they weren't a part of the circumcision. They weren't the covenant people. And he didn't feel that they deserved God's grace and mercy, although he himself had received that and was going to receive it because he was running away from God's call. And so God allowed him to be swallowed by a big fish. But instead of leaving Jonah in the belly of this fish to destruction and to despair, God rescued Jonah and gave him a second chance and called him again to go to Nineveh. So Jonah goes to Nineveh and he preaches and the people repent and the city is spared this destruction. And then Jonah pouts and he goes outside the city and he sits underneath a tree in the shade and he pouts. And why does he pout? Perhaps he was self-righteous. He didn't think that those people deserved a second chance. And yet he himself was given a second chance. So much irony there. And yet aren't we the same way sometimes? We become self-righteous, we become absorbed in our religious activity, and then we look down on others who we feel aren't as righteous as us, aren't deserving of God's favor like we think we are. And yet it was God's forbearance and his patience and his mercy that led to our own repentance. Shouldn't we therefore demonstrate the same patience and mercy and forbearance towards those who currently reject God, knowing that God has demonstrated that patience in our own lives and continues to do so? Consider when Jesus tells the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. You had this Pharisee who trusted in himself that he was righteous and he treated others with contempt, and this was his prayer to God. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. But then Jesus says regarding the tax collector, the one that externally seemed sinful, and yet his heart was in the right place, he wouldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus says that is the one that went away justified to his house. Not the Pharisee, not the self-righteous one, not the religious one who was doing all of those external works in order to impress God, but it was the one who acknowledged that he was a sinner and, and acknowledged that sin before God and cried out to God for mercy and depended and trusted on God and his graciousness. That's the one who became justified. 
That's the one who had a broken and contrite heart and spirit. So here in Romans chapter 2, Paul is going to convict the religious person and the moralist of their sin and demonstrate that you can't be justified by the law. The religious person or the self-righteous person might very well be the individuals Jesus is referring to in Matthew 7 when he says, On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then Jesus says, Then I will declare to you, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So there are going to be people who try to justify themselves before God through their works. And they trust and rely upon the things that they've done for God to find justification in his sight. But those are the people Jesus seems to be saying, I don't know you. Depart from me. The truth is, you're a worker of iniquity. Paul's teaching here, the Holy Spirit's teaching here in Romans chapter 2, that we're all sinners. And the, the rules and the rituals and the things that you do externally in religion that become your identity, those things aren't going to be useful in any way. So it's not circumcision that matters on the outside, but circumcision of the heart, a new creation, a changed life. And that only comes through hearing the gospel and believing the gospel and receiving the benefits of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is forgiveness and the gift of the Holy Spirit indwelling us. The gospel is good news, but we cannot appreciate and embrace this good news unless we understand the bad news and why we have a need for a savior. In Romans 2, for example, verse 21 and on, you therefore who teach another, don't you teach yourself? You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? You who say a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? This next song is called Fallen, and it comes from the Adams Road instrumental album, Romans Road. Here, let's just take some time to reflect on the, the fallen state of mankind and why it is that we need a savior.
If you're listening to this content today through the radio broadcast, we just want to let you know that this content is also released as a podcast on a weekly basis. You can find it by searching Adams Road Podcast. Micah Wilder, a member of our ministry, recently wrote a book called Passport to Heaven. When Mormon missionary Micah Wilder set his sights on bringing a Baptist pastor and his congregation into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he couldn't have imagined that the entire trajectory of his life was about to be changed forever. Micah's passionate effort to convert these Christians was met by a surprising challenge. To read the Bible through the eyes of a child, letting the Word speak for itself. He learned of a God whose love did not have to be earned, and he wrestled with the radical idea of God's mercy for the remaining 18 months of his mission. As he struggled to reconcile the teachings of his church with the truths revealed in the Bible, he encountered the true character of Jesus for the first time and awakened to his need for his grace. Passport to Heaven is a gripping account of Micah's journey from living as a devoted member of a religion based on human works to embracing the divine mercy and freedom that can only be found in Jesus Christ. As I lay there contemplating the vastness of the love that had been so extraordinarily conveyed to me, the magnitude of Christ's atonement exploded in my heart like a supernova, radiating far beyond my mortal vessel and bringing with it the desire to fall to my knees. The Holy Spirit then began painting a picture of perfect love before me in mere seconds that I had waited a lifetime to understand. Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, after having been betrayed and falsely condemned, was dragged into the streets of Jerusalem, where he was brutally beaten, fiercely scourged, spat upon, and publicly scorned. The blameless and spotless Lamb of God cried in agony as a vicious crown of thorns was thrust onto his head and the Roman soldiers mocked him, saying, Behold, the King of the Jews. And yet Jesus was the King of all kings and now sits triumphantly at the right hand of God. Through him, the vast universe and all its glory was created, and yet he was led to Calvary where he was crucified on a tree formed by his own hands, nailed to it by the very people he came to redeem. And there, on Golgotha's rocky hill, the very Word of God made flesh, endured with incomparable humility the most excruciating and harrowing death the world has ever seen. God's immeasurable love for all mankind was on full, heartbreaking display as Jesus bore in his stricken body the sins, iniquities, and infirmities of the world. Bleeding the precious blood of eternal atonement on the cross, the Messiah paid, in full measure, the debt that we owed God because of our transgressions. But this priceless offering wasn't just a collective sacrifice, it was personal, it was intimate, it was for me. The Savior of the world drank the cup of wrath that I deserved and freely poured out his soul to death for me. As my kingly substitute, he willingly took my place on the cross of Calvary and died on my behalf, a guilty sinner, all the while looking into my eyes and proclaiming his ineffable love for me. 
Jesus endured a transcendent passion that was driven by an infinite and intimate love that surpasses all knowledge and understanding. He suffered and died because he loved. And for the joy that was set before him, Christ endured the cross. My salvation was that joy. How could anyone love me so much? It was only in this metamorphic flash of grace that it was impressed on me with such an unparalleled intensity just how deep and wide and magnificent that love really was. A love that drove Christ to endure the unthinkable and while suffering unspeakable pain, see my very face. This was a profound love that encompassed the very essence and nature of God himself. This was the sacrificial agape love I had long been waiting for. The only love that could eternally satisfy. Truly, there is no greater expression of love. Passport to Heaven can be found wherever books are sold. This is the Adams Road program. Adams Road is a Christian music ministry dedicated to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Today's program features Adams Road songs, Adams Road piano instrumental music, as well as music in the spoken word, offered to God as an aroma of Christ to help spread the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. Check out the Adams Road website at adamsroadministry.com. There you can download our songs for free, as well as our spoken word and instrumental music content. In addition, we share testimonies about the love of Jesus Christ and how He's transformed our lives. Please contact us through our website if you're interested in scheduling our Adams Road team for a time of song and testimony, or if you're interested in scheduling our pianist for a time of spoken word, piano music, and testimony. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you all. So in review, I did what I had to do with you here. Lord, I know I'll make it through. Now I know that you will always open the door you'll open when anyway. Close again.